The Energy Matters to You podcast is a communication platform that features technologies and thought leaders working to advance energy efficiency. Energy Matters to You seeks to connect buyers with sellers so that practical, cost-effective energy efficiency and sustainable energy solutions continue to gain market traction. And now your hosts, Ron Galuli and Leo Ryan. Hello and welcome to Energy Matters to You. I'm your host, Leo Ryan. Happy to have a great guest with us. Uh, we have Kathy Hanan, the founder and president of Dandelion Energy. Kathy, welcome to Energy Matters to You. Thank you so much for having me. So good to have you here. You know, I want to start with just uh, just give us a little background on, on who you are. Uh, Dandelion Energy, we're going to talk a lot about the company, but I'm curious about uh, how you got to this spot. Well, uh, my journey into residential geothermal began when I was working as a product manager at X, which used to be called Google X, so Alphabet's Innovation Lab. And my focus was on what technologies and products could be brought to market that would really make an impact on climate and energy. And surprising even to me was the level of impact that it looked like could be had by really uh, increasing adoption of heat pumps in the United States. And specifically, as I'm sure we'll talk about, um, my interest really solidified around geothermal heat pumps. And so that project within X ended up in a spin-out from X, a, se- a separate startup company that I co-founded in 2017. And um, that brings us to where we are today, where we've installed thousands of geothermal heat pumps throughout the Northeastern U.S., Okay, so we're only talking, you know, six years ago or so that uh, that you you get into this space with the company. Have you seen a a change in the in the geothermal marketplace? The the kinds of folks who are adopting it, the technologies available, the the uh, the, the willingness of the marketplace to receive it. Do you see any kind of change in that set in that uh, six years or so? Incredible change. I mean, for one thing, I would say in 2017, most people hadn't really heard about heat pumps in general. I think now there's a lot more awareness of heat pumps. not It's not like electric vehicles. We haven't reached that level. But for people who don't know what a heat pump is, it's electric device. Um, so a heating and cooling system powered by electricity that uses the renewable heat either located in the air, in the case of an air source heat pump, or in the ground, in the case of a geothermal heat pump, to heat and cool the home. And one simple way to think about it is an air source heat pump is kind of like an air conditioner that can do heating as well as cooling. And then a geothermal heat pump just connects what are called ground loops to that system to let you use the much greater amount of heat in the ground in the winter for heating versus the cold air outside. Yeah, we're in Massachusetts and you're calling us from California. So other yes. sides of the continent here, but I've been very active in um, sustainability projects within the town of Natick, and we've run a couple of campaigns to educate folks around heat pumps. And a lot of the conversation is on air source heat pumps, but we always have a component, a, a sliver of, of ground source heat pumps. Can you talk to us just a little bit about why one versus the other? When, when, when's the, the spot for air source? When's the spot for, for ground source? Can you talk a little bit about the, that differentiation? Air source heat pumps have been much more common in the U.S. to date. They're very common specifically in the southeastern United States. And the climates that are really good for air source heat pumps are climates that don't get super hot or super cold because thermodynamically heat does not like to go from cold places to hot places. Heat likes to travel from hot places to cold places. And why this matters is if you're in the middle of the winter 
and you're in Massachusetts, it is likely very cold outside. And so it takes a lot of energy to move heat from the air outside, let's say the air is 30 degrees Fahrenheit, into your 70 degree house because you're forcing heat against its natural gradient. There is still heat in 30 degree air, right? The air is not at absolute zero. It is, there's still heat there, but it takes quite a bit of electricity to move it into a warm house. Now, if you're located in San Francisco and it's 60 degrees in the winter, it actually is quite easy to move that heat into a 70 degree building. There's not a huge differential. As time goes on, air source heat pumps are getting more effective at moving heat from cold places to warm places, but it still just takes a lot of energy because of physics. It just does. The nice thing about geothermal heat pumps is that they're in thermal contact. So they are um, pulling heat out of the ground. And the nice thing about the ground is when you go deep enough, the temperature of it doesn't change over the course of the year because it's isolated from the air outside. So in Massachusetts, again, the ground might be about 50 degrees Fahrenheit year round. So your heat pump is able to pull heat out of a 50 degree environment to put in your 70 degree home instead of pulling it out of the cold winter air. And that translates into less energy used, which ultimately for homeowners means less money spent on the energy that you need to heat and cool your home. Yeah, And that's really the big advantage of geothermal. Excellent. So, Kathy, when you were coming out of X and you, you saw this opportunity in the in the marketplace in getting dandelion energy together, what was going to be unique about dandelion? What was limited in the marketplace, the other offerings that, that you guys tried to, to fill in or, or to highlight or to excel at? So the parallel that we noticed when I was at X is, you know, before before the solar industry, rooftop solar took off a few decades ago, you didn't really have a large workforce of solar installers. You had roofers, you had electricians, but only a few and far between people knew how to install solar panels. You didn't have any financing to allow homeowners to pay nothing up front and then save as they went. So the people, the few people who are adopting solar back then were paying a lot up front. And like the whole industry was very subscale. So if you only have a few installations ever happening, they'll likely be very custom and expensive. And we saw a similar problem holding geothermal back in the United States for heat pumps. There were basically no, I mean, very few, there were like a couple drillers who specialized in putting in geothermal ground loops and really no drilling rigs in the US that were optimized for putting ground loops into homes in the suburbs. There are drilling rigs that worked for really rural homes, but nothing really well situated for homes in towns. There was no real financing. So again, like solar used to be, there wasn't really a way for homeowners to pay nothing up front and save as they went. And there just wasn't really a workforce of people who knew how to do this. And because the whole industry was so small, everything was very expensive. So we thought, you know, we need to transition home heating to heat pumps. Homes are responsible for about 20% of US greenhouse gas emissions. And more than half of that's coming from heating and cooling. And geothermal is a great option, but it's very hard to actually get it right now. But like, look at everything we've learned from what the solar industry did. What if we just applied those lessons to right. this? Maybe we can actually 
move the needle here. And that yeah. that was the thinking behind the start of Dandelion. No, that's great. And listen, I can attest to that because I own a house in a, in a downtown area of a, um, a Metro West uh, community in Natick, 1890, original construction of the property. Mm-hmm. And I was changing out a heating, heating system. I'm someone who's directly involved in the industry. So I wanted to look at ground source um, as an option. And this is back, back about 10 years ago. And I got a guy who, who he said he did geothermal, but he was drilling holes for water wells and yes. the drilling equipment. And he really knew nothing, he knew very little about the whole, how this is going to work in a semi-urban kind of environment. So you're, you're absolutely right. That was a problem. One of our big issues when we first started the company was because we didn't have we hadn't yet figured out at the very beginning how we were going to optimize the rigs for um, a urban environment like you're describing. So when we first started, we were subcontracting some of our work to water well drillers because that's what everyone had been doing. That's just standard in the industry. And literally half of our customers couldn't be served by a water well rig because it literally would not fit onto their yard. Like there, there wasn't space. And I think it's like those basic things that needed to be resolved. Um, luckily, in Sweden, geothermal is already scaled. 20% of homes in Sweden use geothermal heat pumps. Basically, all new homes built in Sweden are built with geothermal heat pumps. They've been doing this for 50 years. And what we ended up doing is we went to Sweden and the Swedes taught us. They were like, here's the rigs we use. Here's why they work for small yards. Here's the other equipment that supports them. Here's how we keep everything clean. And um, we're just very generous with the knowledge they've built up over decades. And we translated that to an American context because you can't exactly duplicate uh, what works in Sweden, but basically uh, it gave us a huge step forward and our solution now is based on what they do there. That's great. So understanding that um, uh, workforce and financing were the key inhibitors to a technology that makes an awful lot of sense. And so Dandelion Energy steps out and says, we're going to figure out how to train the workforce, get the right equipment, the right processes. So physically, it's not an impediment. And then the financing models, as you said, don't don't invent something new. The solar industry already taught us about how to finance these 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 home systems, and you can make that work. And that is that a, a fair summary? It is. And I would say the last piece of it, which is quite significant, is when you do, when you standardize your offering and you do roughly a similar thing in each home and you are able to do many homes in a month instead of just one, that on its own dramatically decreases the cost of each installation. And I think that that has been a big factor as well. We can just, you know, amortize a lot of our overhead over many homes. We we can get deals on the things we buy because we're buying a lot of them, et cetera, et cetera. Like it just helps to be um to be doing hundreds and thousands of these instead of one-offs. Yeah, great. Okay. So now we've been put we've talked about the technology side. What about the buying population? I want to know a little bit about how you think over the six years that group has changed. Are we still with early adopters? Are we seeing some kind of communities where there's a significant there 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 more more mm-hmm. folks who are focused on the their home heating as opposed to being energy vanguard kind of people? What's yeah. what's the marketplace look like these days? I mean, I would say that certainly six years in, we have um, a mix, as you would imagine. I think the nice thing about having so many um, homes already installed is that we get a lot of new customers who might not have considered geothermal, but have a friend or a neighbor or you know have visited a house that has a geothermal heat pump, and then they learn about it, and then they reach out. And Matt, I would be interested to hear your thoughts on this as a customer and how you heard about Dandelion. 
That's a Johnny Rose. There's a big setup. I had a big setup coming from the introduction in that tournament. I say, say, if we, if we wanted to invent the ideal customer to go through the process and then evangelize your work, would it be none other than Matt Tuttleman? Well, <laughs> Welcome, Matt. Thanks for the intro, uh, Kathy, and uh, it's good to be back here, Leo. Yeah, you know, so I, I've been a dandelion customer now for about six months, and you know. I have a, an older New England home like you, not as old as yours, uh, 1955 Cape, which had aging systems, right? We had a, a, a main condenser for the first floor air conditioning, which was original to the house. It had to be close to 30 years old. And, and then we had uh, two high efficient gas furnaces that we installed 15 years ago and a second condenser 15 years ago. But 15 years is the life expectancy of most home HVAC systems. So I was constantly being kept up at night about the the old condenser, w- waiting for it to fail. Yeah. And um, you know, and and that's what really drew me to uh, to to what's going on with geothermal, right? So many uh, homeowners don't think about HVAC systems at all. It's just an appliance within the house, and 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 when it fails, it becomes a crisis situation uh, where you're acting under duress and you're you're trying to go out and replace the system, which means you're going to pay, you know, you're going to take whatever you can get. It's not necessarily going to be the most efficient. And you're probably going to pay a premium because the HVAC contractor knows you're under duress and can take advantage of that opportunity. So I, I was proactive in doing some research. I had heard about Dandelion a couple of years ago from this old house. They had had a spot on this old house when they first rolled out in the New York market. They rolled into Connecticut and suddenly they were rolling into Massachusetts. So I, I raised my hand. Uh, I got to the front of the line and uh, you know and ended up replacing our entire uh, HVAC system with this geothermal uh, system. In mind with that trying to avoid the fear of something dying while you're doing it. Sure enough, an old fridge and an old dryer both died, right? And and it just proved my point because my wife was like, hey, you need to replace this straight away. And um, you know, those were inconvenience at a thousand dollars a piece to replace. To do that with your HVAC system, uh, you'd be paying thousands, tens of thousands of dollars, right? Then the other piece, you know, as Kathy said, the, the company vertically integrated the drilling into their business. I had done a bunch of research and other geothermal HVAC contractors that I had spoken with were going to outsource uh, that drilling. And that was going to put me in the role of a project manager. And I don't want to be doing that. I'm spending a lot of money. Uh, I want someone to do everything for me, right? And then the last piece, which really was, you know, the icing on the cake, what made Dandelion, you know, just such the standout in in the in the solution was mass save from eversource and national grid and and unitil in the state had uh, put out an incentive for whole home hvac replacement for both air source and ground source heat pumps the ground source incentive was 30% greater than the air source incentive so up to 10 grand if you do air source heat pumps up to 15,000 if you do ground source heat pumps. And Dandelion just said, yeah, don't worry about that. We'll take that incentive right off the top. We'll deal with all the paperwork. So again, that lowered my cost. And then, you know, the thing that was like, wow, I can't even believe I'm getting this as well 
is um, the ground source heat pumps qualify for uh, the a federal investment tax credit. The air source heat pumps do not. And so 30% of the then lowered cost is uh, able to be recognized uh, when I file my taxes this year, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, back to that example of not wanting to deal with a replacement in a crisis, my next door neighbor had a, uh, an air conditioner that, that died uh, while I was going through this. He couldn't wait. He ended up doing air source heat pumps, you know, good, good on him for doing that. But his out-of-pocket cost was uh, almost $10,000 more than what I ended up paying with Dandelion. And I've got a superior product that's going to actually use less energy. So my total cost of ownership is also going to be significantly less than his. Yeah. Uh, so it was just a win-win-win all the way around the house. That's great. Kathy, can you um, walk us through, uh, well, first of all, what geographic territory is Dandelion serving? We serve um, New York, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. Okay. Um, we serve um, most of each of those states, though there are some areas within each of those states that we do not currently serve. Yeah. And then Matt was concluded on um, the, the the financing option. I just want to, if, um, how, how do you respond to uh, an early prospect on the financing thing? Is it more expensive, less expensive than a standard gas-fired boiler that's going in my house? How, how do you how do you answer that question to them to understand uh, where geothermal fits in a pricing standpoint to standard technologies? I think it's typically geothermal. If you do not finance it, is more expensive upfront and then less expensive as you own it, like the total cost of ownership over time. And the geothermal system, the loops themselves are warrantied for 50 years and they'll last longer. And then the heat pump will last for 20 years or more. So it is an investment. If you finance it, like Matt described, then the you're um, taking the upfront costs and paying it over time. And for a lot of our customers, that uh, monthly payment on a finance system is less than that what they would have had to pay for a fuel oil system or a propane system over time. For natural gas, sometimes less, sometimes more. It really depends because gas is much cheaper than oil and propane. So that's how it compares, though it is a hard question to answer without the specific house. I will say that in our process, when a homeowner comes to us with interest, we um, do that calculation for them. So we look at the specific home, what they'll need, what they're already using, in terms of heating fuels, and we will calculate for them. Here's what you're paying now. Here's what you would be paying with Dandelion if you decide to move forward and help them sort of run that math so that they can make an informed decision. Yeah. Now, Dandelion has, uh, I know, some financing options, but the, one of the options that I actually took advantage of and really makes this and the ultimate no-brainer for Massachusetts residents is, again, through the Mass Save program, there's a program known as the heat loan program. And so you can borrow up to $50,000 at 0% interest and amortize that loan over seven years. So cost of capital has gone up. This has been a, a big pushback for a lot of the solar industry right now. And this makes it, you know, the money is free, right? Uh, and, And so for Massachusetts homeowners, Look at this option because you literally don't have to come out of pocket with any of your own money and financing it over seven years at 0% interest 
I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, beautiful. That's absolutely true. And um, to Matt's point, you're getting that free money for seven years, a 30% federal tax credit. So the the federal government will pay for 30% of your system. And then the utility is often paying for $15,000 worth. Yeah, the total out of pocket for me, the subsidies covered almost more than 55% of the total system cost. And then when you look at the ongoing cost, it's super, it's lowest for geothermal compared to Mm -hmm. anything else, which is one of the great things about geothermal. So it's actually like an incredible time to get a system because you have all of those incentives lining up and stacking. Uh, So you're getting like this very premium offering for, you're saying you got yours for over half off, which is, which is amazing. Awesome. Awesome. So, so Kathy, uh, we, I like as we, we we're over twenty minutes here already. So, <laughs> but uh, we like to conclude with things like who who are the best candidates and and what is the process? Who do they contact and and how yeah. do they move forward? The best candidates to consider geothermal, at least with Dandelion, would be a homeowner who owns their own home and lives in New York, Connecticut, or Massachusetts. And I think we often see homeowners who have an aging system. So maybe it has not broken yet, but they anticipate perhaps it will in the next few years. Homeowners also that we we get a lot of homeowners who are just sick of using oil, don't want to don't want to keep you like dealing with fuel oil contracts and fluctuating prices, sick of using propane. Though honestly, today we're getting a lot more gas customers as well. Those customers tend to be really interested in the offering because it's very cost effective for them. And for anyone who just wants to check, like, is this a good option for my home? I would recommend going to dandelionenergy.com and filling out, a, I think it's like a five questions, very fast, less than one minute survey on our website. We will get in touch with you and just have a direct conversation, you and a human about like your house, your goals, what you're, what would be like, what you're looking for. And then we can determine, could this be a good match? Would you like to learn more? And if so, do a more complete design of what the system would look like and what your savings would look like. It's a very hands-on consultative sell. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the team, uh, you know, really there's a good qualification process, right? And not every home is is perfect, right? Especially houses with duct work are are are, pref- are preferred compared right. to homes in New England that have radiators, right? Right now, that makes it really simple. But the team itself went through so many perfect, great qualification process, and the technology that you guys use too to like calculate the square footage, and they do this th- exterior three D model and. Yeah. I felt really, I felt like I was moving into the future when when I was doing it. <laughs> we put a lot of effort into getting the design right up front because if you install a high quality geothermal system in a house, it should last with very little maintenance for decades. And of course, that's in our best interest to make sure that we do that for homeowners. Matt, I'm glad you mentioned that. It is true that homes with ductwork are optimal because our system produces warm air that circulates through the house. So a home that does not have ductwork today would need to be willing to install ductwork in order to make our system work. So I, I am glad that you mentioned that. Okay. Anything else that we've missed that uh, from we want to highlight about dandelion energy or geothermal energy? You know, uh, the only thing I, I we didn't talk about yet is, you know, I've had uh, two summer months and one winter heating month. 
I just want to reference that I saw a, a, a greater than 25% reduction in our electrical use for the summer cooling. We've only gone through November, but I'm at greater than 50% energy reduction for the month of November compared to year over year. You know I'm a total energy nerd, yeah. energy nerds together. I have a 20-year spreadsheet that's been tracking all of my energy use. Your wife's so, thrilled. She, she's like, yeah, go get a life. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the system is so efficient compared to uh, older fossil-derived heating systems, right? In many cases, 300 to 400% more efficient in heating that, you know, you, you, you say, oh, I'm worried I'm going to go over to electricity. I'm going to have a big electric bill. Yeah, you're going to see an increase in your electric bill, sure, but relative to what you're heating your home, it's only like you know 25 percent of what you were paying relative to uh, gas. Because I had a super high efficient gas, it's even greater than that if you've got an old boiler that's you know not very efficient at all. Yeah, one of the things that really made me passionate about geothermal when I first learned about it is it seems to me like one of those opportunities where What's best financially for a typical homeowner is the same as what's best environmentally for that home. And like, how often do you have that win-win scenario that's so clean? You know, it's just like, why shouldn't we be doing this? Because everyone is better off. And that's why um, opportunities like this to tell the story, right, are so important to me. Because I just feel like if more people knew that this was a possibility why wouldn't they do it, right? They would save money. They wouldn't be emitting. I mean, regardless of whether that matters to that person, who doesn't want to save money? And as a side effect, we get to remove a typical homeowner's biggest source of personal emissions, which is that coming from their home. So it just really matters. And it's a lot quieter, right? It's super quiet because you're not combusting anything. You're not that you don't hear the boiler or the furnace kick in. It's just this really quiet, pleasant experience at home now too. Well, this has been a pleasant experience here. Not quiet, but pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, it's so much fun to have you. Always fun. It's a lot fun to spend time with you, Matt. Yeah, thanks. So uh, Kathy Noon with uh, Dandelion Energy, great to have you here on Energy Matters to you. Wish, wish you the best of luck. And uh, if there's anything you can do, let us know. We'll be tracking your progress. Thanks, Leo. And thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Happy holidays. This has been Energy Matters to you. There's work to be done. Go make a difference. Support for Energy Matters to you comes from National Grid, Raytheon, Siemens, Keurig Dr. Pepper, Eversource, Mitsubishi Electric Train HVAC US, Honeywell, Skillings & Sons LLC, QGM Consulting, P2Q Associates, Lidos, Conservation Solutions Corporation, Energy Management Associates, and FMC Technologies. Do you or someone you know want to be featured on Energy Matters to You? We're seeking professionals in the energy industry to offer insight, strategy, and solutions. For more information, visit aeenewengland.org slash podcasts. For more information on the Association of Energy Engineers New England chapter, visit aeenewengland.org.